Greetings, youth workers. Paul Turner here from the DiscipleProject.net with another episode of the Youth Ministry of Motion podcast, the podcast that keeps you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. Glad to be with you today. Uh, hope that you're having a fantastic holiday season. We're about two weeks away from Thanksgiving, one of my favorite holidays in the whole world uh, because I'm a big fan of turkey. I do love some turkey. And uh, today we're going to be talking about cultivating a grateful heart. Uh, it is super important, especially for those of us in ministry, to maintain a grateful heart because if we do not, uh, well, that's bad um, because eventually an ungrateful and an unthankful heart becomes an entitled and eventually bitter heart. Uh, but before we get into that today, I want to share with you just a, a couple of things. Number one, if you're a brand new listener here to the program, thank you so much for uh, checking it out and being a part. Uh, feel free to send comments or um, you know leave a review if you want over on iTunes. It helps the podcast get found. But I'm grateful for your ears today. Glad that you're listening. So thanks for being here. If you're a regular, by the way, uh, also super grateful, super thankful for you guys who have been here from uh, day one, maybe some of you. Uh, I know there are some day one people out there, uh, but I'm also uh, thankful that I'm coming up on uh, episode 100 soon. So I would love your ideas, maybe who you'd like to um, see on the podcast, maybe. Well, you want to hear them on the podcast, you don't really want to see them, but maybe there's somebody you want me to interview and you can always go over to the Youth Ministry of Motion uh, Facebook page. Uh, just search for that and uh, you can leave your comments there. Before I jump into the content, I want to let you know about two resources that uh, you may or may not be aware of, or you have been slacking. And I know I've mentioned these uh, over the past few episodes. Uh, number one is the Youth Ministry Playbook. 2020. It is jam-packed with all kinds of articles. It's got forums. It's got a teaching schedule you can fill out, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, you can get it as a physical uh, book. Uh, I will mail it to you. Uh, you can get it as a PDF, and you can also get it as a five-pack. And I'm going to put a link down in the description below. And if you're looking to be organized, if you're looking to uh, basically look smarter <laughs> walking around your church carrying this book with you, where you can make notes, where you have little blank spaces for creativity, uh, creative ideas for you to put in. Uh, if you want, I mean, it's got the full 2020 calendar in it, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, you want to walk around with a playbook that says, hey, look, this is my playbook. This is my youth ministry plan for 2020. Uh, because uh, people will notice that and go, wow, that youth pastor, look at them. They're super organized. They know what's going on. Even if you really don't know what's going on. At least it looks that way. But I'm hoping and betting that, number one, that you want to be organized. And number two, you're probably fairly organized. Uh, but this book is what's going to do. It's going to take it all and put it into one clear package there. You can have it, like I said, PDF, print out as many as you need. Uh, or you can get the five-pack, hand it out, and do it with your staff if you have staff folks. Um, or you buy just a physical book. Maybe if you're just a, especially if you're a, a bivocational youth worker, this is like gold. It just, it, it, it can just put everything in one place perspective-wise. You have your calendar with you. Uh, nobody makes a lot of youth ministry planners. 
um, just because maybe the market's too small. But this is not a planner where you have to come up with all the ideas and write them down. I actually offer you suggestions within the book through the articles, through various things. You can be say, look, uh, this is what I, I want to do. This is where it can take me, right? This is a vehicle uh, for my dreams and visions and goals for my youth ministry in 2020. Now, the second uh, resource I want to talk to you about is ministry-minded coaching. Um, that's going to start January 21, uh, 2020, and go through March 24th. And um, and it's a I do this uh, for three months. I do a three-month uh, schedule on this because summer's very hard for people. So the two key times are uh, in you know the beginning of the year. And in the fall, because that seems to be where uh, the most time is available for, for you as youth workers. And so I do a three month and let me tell you what, they fill up. Uh, I only, I only, I have made a limit here. I have capped it at five people because I only want to do sessions with five people because I think five people is a great dynamic uh, that when we're online and we're talking and we're talking about ministry, everybody gets heard, everybody gets to share, everybody gets to invest in each other. That's that's the goal. Uh, I, you know, help facilitate, but I also teach. I you can, I mean, I'm there to help you, coach you through a season. Maybe you're in a season right now where you're like, Paul, 2019 wasn't the greatest. Uh, I need to get better at what I do. Maybe you're a young young youth worker and you're like man, I am so clueless. I don't know what's going on. This is for you. This is what this is about. You may be on the other end of the spectrum and say, Paul, I have grown up in this thing called youth ministry. I am maybe uh, slightly older. And you say, Paul, I could use a refresh. Well, that is what ministry-minded coaching is about. You can jump in, uh, which is the way I like it. I would love younger, older feeding into each other, building a dynamic where, where you guys can talk uh, and listen to each other at, you know, because it's so weird guys that, you know, when I look at Facebook groups, all these things, uh, you know, people are saying things like, okay, boomer now, and you know, ridiculous things that we say, but I would love an intergenerational, intergenerational youth worker coaching is really where it's at because everybody benefits the young benefit from the older, the older benefit from the younger. Uh, and it is a tremendous time. So I want to encourage you that there'll be a link down in the show notes. But I also want to encourage you because if you sign up before December 5th, and I'm thinking about extending that maybe to the 12th, uh, but if you do sign up before the 5th, uh, you're going to get uh, resources from me. I'm going to give you a full package of resources. I'm going to give you my book, Prepared for Impact. I'm going to give you my, uh, my, uh, my, my thesis, if you will, on discipleship in my book, The Disciple Project, which shows you uh, how to make disciples uh, the way Jesus made disciples and how you can take it and use it as an outreach tool. It's an actual project. It's an actual thing that you can do with your youth group and get them started doing the gospel uh, rather than being hearers only. Uh, I also want to give you, uh, I'll give you the My Youth Ministry Playbook 2020. That'll come with it. And also you're going to get My Youth Meeting Playbook. Uh, that is a 52-page uh, uh, meeting. If you're terrible at, if you're writing your meetings on napkins or scrap of paper. And the cool thing about the youth meeting playbook is that you get to look at your whole year in one book and say, this is what I taught. This is where we went. You can evaluate, you can do all those things. And it's all there in one book to help you. It also has articles on creating the best youth meeting for your students 
all that kind of good stuff's in there. That's over $75 worth of stuff. So, you know, whatever you're, you, when you pay, it's, it's $150 a month for coaching. Uh, you figure you're going to get half of that back in your first month through resources. And I am prone, by the way, to uh, giving away some curriculum and some other things to those who sign up. So uh, more than likely, you're going to get over $100 worth of value uh, in addition to the coaching and other things that I'm going to provide for you because I want you to succeed. I want you to have an awesome youth ministry, and I want you to succeed and feel confident in ministering to the youth of your church. Now, links to all these things will be in the show notes, so I would love it if you would check it out, whether you're interested in just the playbook or you want ministry-minded coaching to where you get all those resources uh, as part of your coaching experience. Uh, No matter what, go down, check it out. Would love your feedback on that. So let's go ahead and jump into the topic today, which is cultivating a thankful heart. Of course, we're, like I said, about two weeks away from uh, Thanksgiving at the time of this. And um, the, the, the sadly, sadly, the church can be um, uh, uh, an ungrateful place at times. And um, if it is ungrateful, it's usually ungrateful towards its staff. Uh, and I've been a part of those kinds of staffs where uh, there wasn't a lot of gratitude or, um, you know, those kinds of things. And you know what? In, in the end, I had to resolve that, listen, they pay me a check. They don't have to be thankful if they don't want to. And that's just the truth. You know, that's what was in Scripture. It says, you know, look, uh, you're a servant. And you know what? Your, your masters don't have to, you know, uh, bring you to the table. They don't look, you're the servant. And you know what? I always was told says, look, you don't know what kind of servant you are until you're treated like one. And, uh, a lot of times that's, you know, we are treated as servants. And once again, if you get a paycheck, you're getting paid to do, uh, it's always nicer if you receive thanks. Now we just got over, um, you know, pastor appreciation day. I hope that you were appreciated. Well, if you weren't, I'm apologizing on behalf of your pastor uh, for not being uh, uh, appreciative towards you. So, um, but in that case, we have to guard our own hearts against ungratefulness and unthankfulness. The people, listen, people who are thankful for you, really thankful for you, will always be in the minority. And we have to learn, and you have to learn, as uh, as a youth worker, especially in what, what I always call middle management, you have to embrace the minority and, and really uh, throw down with those people and say, look, I am with you guys to the end, and I got to shut out the majority of people who, who really don't give a rip about what I do. And I want to give you, to start out with, I want to give you a, a five things, right? If you want people to be thankful for you, uh, this is going to apply to some of you. I want to give you five of those. And then I want to give you uh, uh, several ways, five ways uh, to, to uh, be able to cultivate a grateful heart. But listen, if you want people to be thankful for you, number one, be indispensable. Okay. The, if the attitude is, look, what would we do without him or her? Sometimes uh, churches are regretful. <laughs> they regret that they hired that youth pastor. They regret they hired, uh, you know, this um, youth worker because they didn't match up. They did not fulfill their obligations. And so one of the things you can do that if you would like to cultivate thankfulness in other people in your congregation Simply say, look, I'm going to be indispensable. I'm going to take the dirty jobs. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and, and volunteer for things that maybe I, I normally wouldn't. Uh, I'm going to uh, work really hard at being indispensable that I'm going to get people to say one day, say, look, 
What would we do without him or her? That's that's certainly one way to do it. Number two, uh, clean up after yourself. Listen, the, the reason that people sometimes are not thankful, pastors otherwise, is because um, people don't clean up. I mean, the, the, the room's a mess. Uh, the event it was not cleaned up afterwards. It it just wasn't. It was it was done sloppily, or um, you know whatever it is. Chairs weren't put back. And you and I and I used to say I can say this. I used to you know, I said what's the big deal? Well, the older I got, the bigger a deal it got because uh, I wanted to be um, you know. I wanted to be a valued employee. I wanted to be somebody that says, um, listen, I want you to regret the day I leave. I want you to, I don't want you to breathe a sigh of relief. I want you to go, what in the world are we going to do now? And that's simply by being, first of all, being indispensable. Number two, cleaning up after yourself, simple little things like that. I want them to be able to say, you know what, that guy, he did, he did a lot of dumb things, but at least he cleaned up after himself. You know, he was good at that. He was good at doing that part. Um, you know, uh, be on time. Number three, be on time. You know, don't hold up progress. Don't be, don't be late for meetings. Don't be late for, um, you know, events or trips that you're going on, things like that. Don't be late. Don't be caught up in other things, but be on time for things. You know, let people see that you, time is a big issue because it's saying, look, I value not you. If you're late, you're saying, I value my time over your time. When you're on time or early, you're saying, I value everybody else's time. And I want to be here for that. And I want to be able to honor people's commitments and other things. So always be on time. Uh, number four, invest beyond the youth ministry. In other words, Adopt a whole church mentality that I'm not just the youth pastor. I am an associate pastor of this church. I happen to do youth ministry, but if the seniors need me to go there to their fellowship and speak, if they need me to serve, if they need me, if the kids ministry needs me to step up and, and do puppets one week, maybe one Sunday morning for service, whatever that may be, whatever your case may be. But if you invest beyond the youth ministry, other people get to see your commitment level. Other people get to see that you're not just interested in one sliver of the church. You're interested in the church as a whole. So invest beyond the youth ministry. And the fifth and final thing is focus on people, not program. You know what? If you want people to be thankful for you, you have to be engaged. You have to build relationships with people. You have to be able to look people in the eye. You have to be able to make the focus, not how well do I run the program, but how well do I love people? And if you will do that, other people will begin to be thankful for you. If you do the opposite of these things, well, then um, the, the thankfulness goes down and the regret can go up. And that is a shift and a turn that you probably don't want to have. I would, I would suggest that maybe you'd rather people be thankful uh, for you rather than regretful. Uh, so do those five things to cultivate in other people's lives. But the other five that I want to share with you today is super critical to your own soul, right? That's critical to your job. Those things I mentioned there are critical for your, for your job. But these next ones I'm going to give you are critical to your soul. Things that you have to, things that you, the way that you cultivate a grateful heart within you is to listen I understand that some of you might be in a hard spot, right? You might be in a, in a church that you really don't want to be in. You're finding it super difficult to work for what you would de determine as ungrateful people or people that are not grateful for your skills or your talents or your abilities or your commitment. And that may be true. And uh, God um, is may not change any of that. Uh, that. That may not, you just may be where you are. 
but uh, but maybe the pastor's hard to work for. Or maybe your hands are tied as to how you do ministry with your kids or whatever it may be. But let me give you just five things that you have to really, and, and this is so simple, guys. This is not rocket science, okay? This is not, uh, I, t- I, I sometimes say this is not uh, rocket surgery and this is not brain science. And it's not, but it's, it's, it's five just areas where you, if you'll meditate on this, if you'll consider it, if you'll think on it for just a minute, if you want to cultivate gratefulness in your own heart, you're going to have to just slow down and you're going to have to pray and you're going to have to not, I'm not talking about just saying, God, make my heart more thankful. You're sitting before the Lord, the, the, the blesser, the giver of all good things, uh, the father of lights who, who, who delivers us uh, good gifts all the time. When you meditate upon the Lord and his goodness towards us, uh, let me tell you something, your heart begins to grow more thankful. But number one, be thankful you have a job. There's a lot of youth pastors out there now working those side hustles, uh, trying to get back into ministry. They're in this hard place. Can I tell you something? As somebody right now, me, myself, who, who served in the local church for 30 years, who has gone out on his own, who does coaching, who does all those things. You know, I was working at Jimmy John's for a little while, for a month. That wasn't the worst job ever. That that wasn't terrible. Um, uh, and that now I am actually working uh, I, it's a long story. I'm not going to get into it, but I'll say this. I am a assistant facility manager at a church, which means I help, uh, with painting, um, toilets, whatever is required. That's what I do. And I am thankful to have a job because I've been in several scenarios. If you've been following my journey at all, um, where I have done food delivery, I have done construction, I have done all manner of things, and I am grateful and thankful to have a job. Be thankful for the job you have, that God has given you a place where they pay you to do something you love. Uh, and so be thankful, meditate upon that. Just begin to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for my job. That, look, you may not be ultimately thankful for the people that are, are your bosses or those things, but be thankful for the job. Number two, be thankful that kids show up to your program. And it doesn't matter whether it's five kids or 10 kids. There are, there are kids who love you. There, there are always going to be kids who don't like you, don't come to the program, uh, sit in church with their parents or whatever it may be. But be when you start to think about the kids who love you, I remember I worked in this one church. Uh, and I think I left uh, after 40 weeks. I call it my 40 weeks in the wilderness. And, um, and I had a, 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 of all the kids there, they were, they were good. They were good kids. But I had one young lady, I don't remember her name, but she, she her mom, when they found out I, I was leaving, her mom brought her over to my house and she wanted to personally thank me for being there. And she wanted to tell me that she was going to miss me. And it was really a, a powerful moment for me and for her because I had so impacted one young person and I was grateful and I was thankful for that. I was grateful. It, it just brought such gratefulness and it was a hard season for me. And uh, we have to remember that we are impacting lives. So when you begin to think about those kids in your group, thankfulness will begin to well up in your heart. Number three, be thankful that you have your family to go home to. And it doesn't matter whether you're single. It doesn't matter whether you're married or you have kids or look, you have family. You have people that are that are your life beyond this job. And it is a job. Yes, it's a calling. Yes, it's all those things. But ultimately, end of the day. There are people in your life called your family that you can be grateful for who are thankful for you 
there are some days we don't feel that. Some days it's a trifecta of, of uh, unthankfulness. But ultimately, they are thankful for you. They are thankful that you're a part of them. They're, they're thankful that you're part of the family. And so focus on those things. Focus on the people who love you most, not the people who tolerate you, but the people who celebrate you. Number four, be thankful for your calling. Yes, you have a calling. Is your calling youth ministry? Yeah, more than likely, right? If you're listening to this podcast, I would say that you're, you're probably in good company. But I will say this, that you have other callings beyond just the role and the responsibility of working with youth. You have other passions, other loves, but be thankful for the calling upon your life. Thank, be thankful for the calling that uh, you want to love teenagers to Jesus, that you want to minister to people, that you want to see the church do well, that you want to do good, all those things. Be thankful for your calling. When you can't be thankful for it, be thankful that God called you, which is number five. Be thankful for the one who called you, the one that is called, that called you, that is faithful to bring completion to what he started. You know, God's a completionist. He doesn't just start things in our lives and then leave them hanging like we do. We don't, God doesn't mow half a lawn and then go get a drink and never come, come back. Okay. God finishes what he starts. And so be thankful that the one who's called you is faithful and is true and is bringing to completion. Even if you're in a hard season right now, that this, this will be completed. This, this uh, calling in your life, this time, this season will be completed at some point. And so when you begin to focus on those things and you begin to focus on what the Lord's done for you and you begin to focus on the things that matter most, gratefulness will begin to well up in your heart. Scripture says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's right. If you're working in a church that doesn't love you, doesn't care for you very much, be thankful. If you're, if you're, struggling with your attendance, be thankful. If you're struggling in your own personal devotional life, be thankful. In every circumstance, be thankful. Guys, I want to encourage you. If you take some time to slow down over this holiday season and really start to develop and cultivate a heart of thankfulness. And if you'll do that, Listen, it's a daily practice. It's not, oh, I did my one and now I'm good for a week. It's daily being thankful for the breath we breathe, for the life we live, for the people we're married to, for the kids that we have, for the job that we have, for the one that has called us, all these things. And there's so much more to be grateful and thankful for. Think over 2019 and begin to say, Lord, you did some amazing things this year. It wasn't the best year. But let me tell you something, God, you've done some amazing things in my life and in this ministry and you touch so many kids. And when you begin to do that and you begin to pray those things and begin to utter those things to God, gratefulness begins to swell up into your heart. And that, and that is the, the, the deal there. It is, it is the attitude of cultivating gratefulness and thankfulness in your life. And that will take you further than just about anything else. So guys, I want to thank you so much for joining me for the podcast today. If you are interested, I would love for you to join the Facebook group. You can go over to Facebook and search for that and look for uh, Youth Ministry in Motion podcast and you will find it. Please leave me your comments, your thoughts, your ideas, your suggestions. I would love to hear from you. And uh, if you'd also like to uh, go over to iTunes, you can leave a, a, a review, some stars. Uh, tell me what you love about the podcast. Tell me what you uh, enjoy about it and then other people can read that as well and if you leave a five-star review i will go ahead and read it right here on the air so 
All right, guys. So I will see you guys in about two weeks. I'll see you after the Thanksgiving holiday. And I want to tell you that I am thankful for all of you. Thankful for every one of you that have listened, that have left a review, that have left a comment, uh, that have shared this podcast with somebody else. Or maybe you've just listened and, and drew in and, and found hope or found um, something that within my words that God used to uh, encourage your heart. And I'm thankful for you as well. So, But that's it for today, guys. Appreciate you guys hanging out. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode.